Hey there, Jets fans. Welcome back to another audio uh, recap. We are recapping game 12. The Jets lost 3-2 to two to the Toronto Maple Leafs for the second time in, uh, in what, a week or something like that. And, well, not by the same scoreline, but losing to them. So uh, they lost in Toronto just before they go on their trip to Finland, which uh, we'll get to. We're actually doing a joint uh, podcast with some guys uh, from the PTP Hockey Podcast. They uh, host a, a podcast all about the Florida Panthers, so we're going to be doing something with them on Wednesday. But uh, for now, we'll stick to the game at hand. I'm here with Chris and with Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, buddy. They're there. They're there, I promise. Anyhow, uh, Chris, uh, you and I were chatting a little bit as the, the game went uh, went on. Uh, did it not feel somewhat like this was a predictable result, even when the Jets were up? Uh, what, what were you seeing in the game that, that kind of – gave you some concern that you felt like uh, maybe this wasn't in in the bag as as much as it might have seemed at, at times or to some people. Well, I think we talked earlier today about the fact that the Jets have won all their games about uh, against shitty teams and they've lost every time they played a good team. And I yeah, think... they, the, uh, sorry, I, I'll just uh, clarify. They yeah. they beat uh, like this is just rankings early in the season, but they beat uh, when I looked earlier today, the 18th place team the 14th place team, and then everyone else was way worse. Like the St. Louis was 28th. They beat them twice. Uh, uh, L.A. and Detroit are the two worst teams in the league, and they beat both of them. And then the teams that they lost to were, uh, I think there's 21 and 25th in there as well, but they lost to Nashville, who was first uh, uh, overall when I checked, and also uh, Toronto earlier. So now they've lost to Toronto twice. So they, they've only beaten two teams that are in the top half of the standings so far. Right. So. That, that, just to clarify the point, because not everyone knows what we're talking about there. So go ahead, though. Right. So so you're talking about a team that has struggled in the first half of games um, and, and can't beat good teams, it seems. Um, so the schedule has been fair. They've uh, they've won games that they should win, which is that is a key marker for a good team. Right. You win the games yeah. you should win. And, and that's huge. Um, but. I think the Leafs did to us tonight what we've been doing to other teams. They kind of hung around, hung around, and then, oh, it's time to go. And they went and uh, kind of exposed the Jets as to who I think it's like, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's a 50 50 split right now, but where there's a split right now to the people that think this is the team they really are uh, against a team that, that, that feels, our fans that feel this team is kind of the other way. Uh, Some, some some people think the team is underachieving and and getting lucky and some people think the team is getting lucky and overachieving so kind of take your pick yeah i think uh, today it was i believe it was money puck that i saw posted the percentage chance for for a win tonight and i believe they had the jets at 34% or, or it was in the 30s i believe to to win tonight so i think a lot of people are feeling that the jets um as they are right now aren't even though the the record is good that they aren't actually that good because they're not really playing well they're not really achieving like like you say I think we'd all say they're um, underachieving as far as their play but overachieving as far as their results or maybe their results are appropriate to what they should be at if they were playing well but they're kind of getting those uh, those wins when maybe they don't deserve it and, and there's something to be said for that like you uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit Chris but when a team uh, gets wins 
you know, like uh, p- people often comment on, like, you know, just take the two points. You know, there's something about hanging around and, and getting those games. There, There is a skill and a value to that for sure. I don't want to take away mm-hmm. from that. But yes. there's, it's, not, it's not more valuable than playing good hockey and being one of the top teams in the league and kicking the shit out of everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's better. Right. So you, you so finding a way to win, that's that's the term I was looking for. Finding a way to win. That is a valuable thing. But at the same time, it's not as valuable as just being good and playing good and beating everybody and being better than everyone. Right. So there, there, there is something to to strive for, for sure, for this team that should be playing a little bit better. Ryan, uh, how about you? Uh, you? You watched the game. Uh, what did what did you feel about the game? Are you feeling some of the same stuff like it was a maybe a predictable result or you could see it kind of pushing towards that? Well, I felt good about how we started, obviously, going up 2-0 is, or was it 2-0? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, they were up They were up 2 nothing at one point, yeah. That's right. So, they were up 2-0, and I just I had a not-so-good feeling about the game. I had a $20 wager with a friend who's a Leafs fan on this game, and even when the Jets were winning 2 nothing, I texted him and said, let's cancel this wager, even though we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> I just, something about it, I just felt like Toronto was was stronger. They were making smarter plays and they're a lot more dangerous in the offensive zone. They're not as predictable. They have that high slot tip on the power play, which I don't think they scored on, but they just do little things when you're watching the game that make you think, this is a better team. They have a system. They know what they're doing out there. And we didn't have that. And I just got really worried off the hop. And and to be honest, I'm pretty pissed off that we blew a two-goal lead. Yeah. I think that's interesting what you point out about their their system because uh, since the Jets have come back in 2011, as much as you know, I've uh, gone to a bazillion games and watched uh, uh, even more than than that. I've always felt like they've never had a strong, obvious system. You see teams come in that aren't as good of of a team, yet at the same time, the way that they move, the way that they do things, it seems really obvious what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve. Every line is doing the same thing. Uh, like there's a real understanding of, uh, of what they're trying to accomplish. And it feels like Winnipeg has hardly ever had that. Or when they have, it almost feels like an anomaly. Like where all of a sudden the power play, they're just moving it super well and just dicing some team up with a, with a puck movement. So I think that's an interesting point because that's a, seems to be a characteristic of the Winnipeg Jets 2.0 for eight years now. And in, in, from what I've seen. So um, Chris, uh, the line, a, the fourth line, Fourth line A, you like that one? Uh, that's not mine. John Malloy Has and others. That joke um, yeah, did you just <laughs> make that up? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. But, uh, but did you hear about the fog at the Bombers game? I think people are smoking weed. Hey, hey, oh, that was from Cannon. <laughs> oh, that was can- yeah, Cannon fog. Um, anyhow, Chris, what did you think of Liney on the fourth line? Is he uh, is he good? Bad? Is that a good spot for him? Are we punishing the kid too hardly, or or, or what do you think of Maurice's uh, lineup decision regarding? Our sniper. Well, I'm not. I'm not super stoked about uh, him. Him playing a, a game on the fourth line. As it turned out, I don't think he did. I think the stats would show that he jumped around and he played with everybody. He got his power play time. So, I mean, that's okay. And I get. I I kind of get. Like, let's send a message. Um, I'm not against that. My issue is if you're really about winning every game every night and you want uh, production. Uh, putting him on the fourth line is completely counterproductive, especially when you consider, and we're not going to go on this again, but you've got guys like Matthew Perot playing on a fourth line. You've guys, you've got guys like uh, 
uh, Tanev playing consistently on the third line. Um, try if you if you really want to change something up, change something up because all he's doing is moving Ehlers, Connor, and Line A around, and nothing else. Yeah. Um, so if you really want to change things up, and he said in the pregame last night before the game, he said, we kind of have two scoring lines. This is Maurice I'm talking about. We kind of have two scoring lines, so we got to change some of that up. And I'm thinking if you made two changes, you'd have four scoring lines. So why are we hung up on this? We have two scoring lines, two checking lines thing. And, yeah. and what he's doing with line A seems to just – prove that we talked before the season when we all I think probably at least eight or ten of us did our line combinations who would you like to see here there I think we all talked about let's go with four basically scoring lines um and it's just not happening and I wonder if that's where some of the um getting rolled is coming from I I don't know again it's tough to say they're getting rolled because their record's so good but it's also not that tough because they're kind of getting outplayed every night and they're running, like we've talked about, every night I've been on the post game. they're running Lowry's line as a second line. That right there, unless you're going to go Lowry, Perot, and Line A, you can't run your Lowry line as your number two. Yeah, those because uh, you don't really want Cop and Tan have taken so many minutes. I don't think today, the last, I think it was two, maybe three games now, it seems that they've gotten away from that. They're playing a bit more uh, third highest. A little more, yeah. Minutes. But yeah. uh, still, like you're saying, the shifting around of uh, just basically your scoring wingers has really been the only change. Right? Your change so has to be uh, become with the Wheeler moving, the Little moving, the Perot, something like that. Not just yeah. Ehlers in for Line A, Line A in for Connor. Connor, yeah, like that's that's not doing anything because th- those three players are almost the same guy, especially when you're playing with Wheeler and Shifley. Yeah. And uh, but uh, just like to say, I was right about Ehlers being starting on that first line. Huh? I just point that out. Uh, hey Ryan, uh, over to you. Patan is he uh, is he on the Jets anymore? And if so, when are we going to see this guy? Well, what's going on? Is and who slots out? Are we getting uh, Patan in for Lemieux or Roslovic? It feels like maybe Roslovic, but I'll let you speak to the chance that we see uh, the Patanser get that trending um, anytime soon to maybe bring something different into this lineup. I don't want to be a part of this anymore since he's a answer. What? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, just, just do it. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. We'll edit out that, that terrible, awesome hashtag. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, Jack Roslovic will come out. If we if we do see him, and I think we will next game, who joined and is breathing heavy? Uh, uh, Daniel. Daniel's joined us. Oh, okay. Um, You're not supposed to mention that people joined us, so. Oh. It's, uh, it's unprofessional. Oh right. Sorry. It's okay. We'll edit this all out. It'll all be edited out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I I think that we'll see Patan soon, and because this team, like Chris was saying is not beating good teams. Something needs to change. Someone needs to come out of the lineup in favor of someone else. It's, I don't want Roslovic to come out. I'd rather have Lemieux. But I don't think uh, Pomo is going to do that. That's just a style. He needs to have that hashtag gritty player in there. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope we see him soon, but I, I don't know. It's You don't hear mentions of him taking – many rushes in practice. I don't know. I am completely 
flabbergasted as to why they're not playing him. Yeah, well, and it, it, who knows? Like with the the situation with his father passing away, maybe he's opting to stay out of the lineup. We we, we don't really know like uh, how ready he is mentally and what's going on with that. But uh, as a player, just as a skilled kind of passer and everything like that, uh, I know that we'd all like to see him in the lineup. But obviously, his head has to be there. But kind of feels like maybe playing in a game might be a good way to to take his mind off of uh, the unfortunate thing that happened. So um, Daniel has joined us, though, which uh, we'll edit this part out where I'm talking about Daniel joining us. Uh, Daniel, you watched the game tonight, and uh, what did you think of it? You could kind of just give us your overall take. We cut on we hit on some specifics, but what do you got for us? I didn't watch the game tonight. I caught the last okay, like, 30 seconds. So I just mm-hmm. uh, I was just watching the highlights, though, and I see uh, Tyler Myers out there with uh, Dustin Bufflin on, I think it was the tying goal. So uh, that that's uh, not not very good, and uh, and then the goal like thirty seconds later was looked like a bad bounce off the back wall right in front, or was that the second goal? I don't know. It's too many goals in freaking thirty seconds there. Uh, you know, it'd be nice yeah. if they could string a full sixty together. I kind of followed along on my phone a little bit uh, tonight, so didn't really get to catch it. But just watching the highlights, I just couldn't not uh, come in and vent a little bit and. Uh, <clears throat> And I just uh, wonder what uh, Maurice is doing there, putting Myers and Bufflin, uh, his top offensive, quote, quote, air quote thing there, pairing what are they doing out in a defensive situation, right? And I then... think he's doing that both ways, though, Daniel. He's also putting them out when they're defending a lead, too. Yeah, and that's... He's, short- uh... he's shortening the defensive bench. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he had... Uh... Bufflin on his off wing there too. Yeah. I don't know if that was just a situational where he ended up on that side, but I don't like obviously the Myers on the left side. I think that experiment is over. Seems like it. And uh, when they're out together, uh, I think Buff's usually ending up on that left side, which obviously he can probably do a little bit better, but is neither ideal to have Buff on his off wing and Tyler Myers on the ice. Right. Like that's yeah, that's like problematic. If you're shortening it, he's got to be a little bit smarter about shortening the defensive especially in the defensive situation I mean I get when you're down a goal maybe you want Myers out there maybe I mean it's better than our other options like Sherratt and whoever played tonight Morrow played tonight was the other two options there so I mean Myers is always a tire fire and buffing on his offside is definitely weaker than on his strong side right so that's kind of just not a good idea and I mean, I just kind of tuned in when you guys were talking about blowing those uh, or not being able to beat the good teams, which, I mean, you got to beat the good teams to win games, to win the Stanley Cup, to win the playoffs. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all I, all I had to say. And uh, just uh, keep your sticks on the ice there. Oh, no. <laughs> give, a, give 110%. Uh, we'll, we'll edit that part out, too, Daniel, using a cliche. Um, so, uh, not I, when you're I using it ironically. <laughs> <laughs> that is only fine. Uh, Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, A wooden Ralph. stick. Yeah. Keep your wooden <laughs> stick on the ice. There we go. All right. Uh, just a, a couple thoughts, guys. Uh, now the Jets have a little bit of a break before they play on Thursday afternoon in Finland. Uh, like I said earlier, we're going to be doing uh, a preview of that. But um, just curious what you guys think of Veselainen and Niku uh, not making the trip. Uh, especially with the Jets TV showing uh, the summer uh, with Veselainen wandering around his old stomping grounds. And I know uh, 
two of you uh, were at the fan forum where uh, Chipman said that the jerseys were Finland inspired, the aviator jersey, and they are not wearing the aviator, aviator jerseys in Finland at all and not taking two of their top Finnish players. Or top... I, I'd <laughs> like to start with my thought. Okay. Both of those decisions just confirm my idea of what the f- are they doing. Right. Yep. Like, yep. Any sense? You do this whole feature on these guys from Finland. We're, we're going to their home country, and you don't even take two of them. Two guys who are going to be staples on this team moving forward in future years makes zero sense. And then you have a chance to do these wear these jerseys. Did the NHL tell them no for some reason? It doesn't make sense. I don't know what they're doing. And let's not forget, nine games ago. Paul Maurice told us what a great hockey player uh, Christian Veselainen is and how he's yeah. doing everything right and how he gets the game and he understands it and how he was playing over Dano because of those things. And we waved Dano because of Veselainen. Uh, flash forward three weeks, Dano's not on the team. Lemieux is playing every night for some reason. And Veselainen doesn't even get to be the extra player. I, I I don't understand. This is supposed to be a team that is team first. We're a family. You want to resign here because you don't get what you get with the Jets experience anywhere else. Blah, blah, blah. You call up Poolman, who I know we all like Poolman, but really? You don't call up Niku, who can come up and down with no questions asked? Yeah, what was also concerning concerning about that was that Pullman's a right-handed shot, and if they need any help, it's going to be on that that left side <laughs> at the weakest, right? Yeah. So sorry, I, I cut you off there. No, you're bang. I, I I'm just I I'm dumbfounded to that stuff, especially when you take into account, like we always talk about, how um, team oriented and people-oriented, apparently, our hockey club is. Right. And Daniel, why don't we end off with you there, bud? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I don't get it. I'll just kind of kind of what Ryan and uh, Mac were saying there, just what 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 are you doing? What, like, you call these guys up, Fesselainen's still got four games left before his ELC uh, doesn't slide or whatever, how, whatever that works. So call him up, play him in one of the two. Bring him over. You don't. You'll probably never get a chance to play an NHL game in your home country when you're a European player. Never, right? So I don't know why they're not giving them this opportunity or even to be a part of the roster and the team that's traveling overseas as they take off in about probably an hour or so. Like, and Fesseline is here, and Nico's here in uh, Winnipeg or wherever the heck the Moose are tonight. I think they're in Milwaukee. Yeah, Mil- like, Milwaukee. yeah they're. They're they're spending the, the weekend in Milwaukee uh, and uh, <clears> the <throat> Harley Davidson Museum. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're going to the Harley <laughs> Davidson Museum, and the team that they they are likely to be a part of for a long time is flying overseas to their home country to play yep. two two NHL regular season games there, and they're sitting in Milwaukee outside the Harley Davidson Museum or whatever, right? Like what? I just don't get it. And yeah, no. And Nico, and sorry, I'll just I'll just finish that. And Nico and Veselainen, and it's not like they're not good players. Like they could step in, and they're above a few of the guys that are dressing regularly for the Jets. And I'll just leave it at that. The NHL chose Winnipeg 
because of the Finnish content on their team. Just like Uh he chose Florida. If I'm those two guys with the Moose right now, I'm pissed right off. Because I'm pissed off for them, so I can't imagine how they're feeling. I just, I have no substance to add. I just had to say that. To say to be pissed off. Yeah, I, it kind of reminds me actually a little bit of the Hutchinson going to the AHL All-Star game, kind of where it, it was something that made sense for him to go, yet at the same time, it's almost like he was punished for what he should have been expected to do. Like, I know it's not exactly equivalent, but it's kind of just a weird, uh, you know, a handling of, of the situation for sure. And Ryan, you're, you're totally right. Like that is why the Jets were picked. Obviously line a being the biggest draw, like he's bigger than Solani and whatever in Finland is what we're hearing, but there there's like, and I know these are important points, but these guys don't have to play. You have press box players and they're playing the Florida Panthers. They should literally win both these games. Like uh, I know that they're every point matters, but like Dan, to your point, they're, they're good players. They're not going to hurt the team, especially if they're in the press box. Pretty sure you could have left Pullman down pretty sure you can just send Lemieux down for a week and he'd probably understand, right? Like, again, these players can move up and down. It's It doesn't cost the team anything. And I was chatting with my dad about this too. He says, to you know, to move the, the roster moves might be a little bit complicated or, or undesirable, but to bring your aviator jerseys is like, that doesn't cost anything. You're bringing jerseys already. Like, there's nothing there. And like a bunch of aviator line jerseys would sell probably even more so maybe they'll sell anyhow i don't know but if you get to see liney wearing it and his finished colors right I, there, there's something to that and uh, i'm with you for sure so i'm with you on the jersey thing for sure 100 percent. i'm with you on the jersey thing and i if i'm not crazy you guys can correct me they've made roster exceptions for this trip too right because they're yes. out of town for a week like comrie's going comrie all things being equal eric comrie's never going to play another game for the jets and I know yeah. he's going for like you know for insurance purposes. Like yeah, they're I mean, we'll just it, go on the roster. They're they're allowed to bring two extra guys up. Right. The, uh, so they'll have twenty five instead of twenty three. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. That's what I mean. But you have this situation where you're just it, it's just for insurance purposes. These guys don't have to play do ha- you know at all. It's just none of it makes any sense, and it's it's disappointing. Um, and I uh, and again, I'll repeat. I have the Jersey thing is baffling. Mark Chickman sat in front of, you know, 3000 people and said, we, we built these jerseys based on the Finnish history in Winnipeg. I, none of it makes any sense. I hope Hartwell, yeah. Arena, I hope Hartwell Arena is cheering for Florida and I hope Barkov school scores a handful for Florida. Uh, trolling, <laughs> trolling. No. Okay. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll wrap it up there. The uh, last thing I was going to say was, uh, uh, I forget, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> how about how about how about every every night we should do a hashtag game because we had so much fun on the on the trivia episode. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, we had five people hit us back with the uh, hashtag Chris Mason, and also potato. one person ha- hashtag potato. One person got that. <laughs> Somebody is willing to take my signed Burmistrov and signed Brian Little cards off my hands, which I'm more than willing to, to do just because I think it's cool if people want them. So uh, my kids aren't attached to them, so why not? Um, I was the, well, yeah, uh, Daniel, why so don't you come up with a, a Pick a hashtag. random player. A hashtag. Yeah, okay, here we go. Here we go. The hashtag for tonight's episode is hashtag Tanner Glass. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. <laughs> I was going to try and guess. 
I'm reporting anyone's Twitter account that sends that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, it was nice having you on the podcast. I'm sorry you're not going to be joining us again in the future. So, <laughs> reporting all the listeners, <laughs> right off, right. yell at a wall or something. I was I was going to guess Daniel. You were going to say hashtag Tim Stapleton. I was just thinking, and I was like, what's he going to say? Uh, and that, that's what I was going to go with. But uh, that'll be close, another one. Close, close. Hashtag Tanner Glass. All right, everyone knows what to do. Get on your your uh, keyboards and do it. All right, thanks, gentlemen. That was uh, that was fun. Oh, you oh guys I know awesome. what I was say. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's still time for them to call up uh, Niku and Veselina. I'm not sure when the deadline is. They don't play till Thursday, so maybe there we could hold out hope that the Jets do it right and and take them. Obviously, the jersey thing is already set in stone, but hopefully they bring up both those players, maybe one of them. But Florida is also not bringing Henrik Borgstrom. He's uh, playing in Springfield right now. Uh, that's the other thing I was going to mention. So they are bringing Mark up, but uh, Henrik Borgstrom, who uh, was drafted a couple spots after uh, Logan Stanley, uh, will not be making the trip as it stands right now. And some of you know why I'm mentioning that very, very, very specifically. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, after the Finland games, I guess. Thank you. Hashtag Tanner Glass. Right. Hashtag Tanner Glass. Bye. Bye. Bye.